Sefiri means journey in Swahili. And as you will soon hear, Sefiri had a journey of self-discovery as a part of her divorce experience. I hope you'll find that this episode resonates with you as you're processing through your own divorce experience at whatever stage you may be. And knowing that you too will have a journey of self-discovery. Welcome to an episode in our Girl, I've Been There Too series. This series profiles our sisters who have been where you are. They know the stress, pain, confusion, relief, anger, and everything in between that you are feeling about divorce because they've been there too. This is real life and real talk because sometimes that's what we really need. They are sharing their experiences so that you too will know that you are not alone that your grown girl community is behind you and that you're grown. You got this. Thank you for joining me today to share your divorce story. As our listeners know, all of our personal stories are anonymous, but I've always find that it's really helpful for connection to get a sense of who you are Um, before we start talking about kind of your story and your experience in the divorce process. So I'd love for you to share just a bit about you before we kind of get into um, your divorce experience. Sure. Thank you. Um, I'm glad to be here and I'm really glad that you're doing this because I think it's good for people to have community when they're navigating divorce and other life changes. I as far as my background goes, I'm 45, so I would consider myself middle aged. Um, <laughs> I raised and socialized as a black girl. I found out when I was 40 that I'm intersex. Um, so I have been over the last couple of years leaning more into like a more non-binary gender identity. Yeah, I don't I use she or they pronouns, so I don't like get offended if people like read me as like any gendered way, but in terms of my personal identification. Um, I have never, I've always felt a little bit uncomfortable around gender. So Black, um, read as Black woman. um, And yeah, I'm a mom of two, 17 and 22. I have a career in social justice. And so with that, I want to start out in asking you, what is your, or what was your kind of experience with divorce or understanding of divorce before your own divorce? Yeah, I grew up in a divorced household. Um, My parents separated when I was five um, and there were three of us. I was the oldest, so five, three, and one are um, my siblings. And they had a long, hard divorce. (laughs) Um, And so I grew up hearing a lot about their divorce or the fact that we were in a divorced family. and I grew up predominantly with my mom and that's mainly. Do you think that had any impact as you were kind of navigating the divorce, how you kind of experienced the process or as you were considering divorce, do you think that that shaped your process in any way? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, before the divorce, I think just the marriage in general, I think I didn't have great, like a great model for like knowing when to get a divorce or 
how lo- like how long you should stay married or how long you know like what the bar is like how you, like just um, marriage in general so I think I always kind of had it in my back in the back of my mind that um, you could d- get divorced but I didn't didn't get married thinking I would get divorced um, and it was definitely um, yeah I wasn't thrilled about it but sure yeah, that, that had been my experience and that's okay. what I do. And so as you think about the divorce and you reference the marriage, I kind of want to start back there, right? So how did you and your ex meet? And then, you know, as you progressed into um, the marriage, just about a little about your kind of married life. Yeah, um, we met in college, actually pre-college for me, just on the cusp of college. Um, he, I always told this story that I thought was really fun and maybe romantic, but I was applying to that college and he was, uh, like a senior already and was, um, volunteering with the like minority, um, admissions, of, you know, group. And so they would write letters to the people who were applying and he wrote me a letter and basically said, we need more people from Chicago. I can't wait till you get here. Please finish the application process. And I was just like, oh my God, I had got, I I thought that I was like the only person that received one of those letters. <laughs> um, and so I wrote back and I sent a picture and I was just like, you know, you were excited. I was so excited. It was, it was a very personal touch. I think just for the looking back on just admissions in general. And then when I came up for just like the minority hosting weekend that they had, um, I was like looking for him. I don't think we... I got to see him, but it was like in passing. We didn't, we never, we didn't sit down and talk. So it wasn't till like I got to campus that we um, started to become friends and we were, we were really good friends. Um, and it was like a little bit of a group of us, like uh, one of my girlfriends and then one of his guy friends. And we had kind of like a little friend group, I guess. Um, and then it kind of transitioned into um, a romantic relationship. Yep. So how long were you dating? Cause you met, so here you were in college, were you dating for a while or did you get married when you were in college? It was just after college. I, okay. we, so I was 17 when we met cause I was, when I was applying to school yep. and then I took, when he graduated, I left school for a year, um, which okay. was very controversial with my family, but, um, we lived together for a year after he graduated and we both did like a public service program. And then, and then I went back to school for two years. And after when I graduated, then um, I both got pregnant and got married. We got (laughs) married. Like it was basically like one thing. So started marriage and had a new baby like all around the same time. Yeah. And here you are graduating. So a lot going on when you think about kind of the early stages of your married life. And now, of course, looking back, do you see things now that you think, you know, that might've been a sign for me then, but I didn't know it then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I know much more about myself and I know much more about our relationship, you know, like retroactively, of course, and I say like hindsight is 2020. And I think both things are like, both things are things that I reflect on both like my, my own stuff. Um, But yeah, we, we were, like I said, really good friends. And I think that when we were in the um, 
marriage, one of the things I kept saying was like, are we just friends? <laughs> like, are we just friends that okay. like, like have sex sometimes? Like it just, we didn't have <laughs> a lot of like chemistry like that. And um, yeah, but I also don't know if how much of that it was us or just me. Cause I don't have a lot of chemistry with a lot of people. So <laughs> that's just my, that's where I'm like, hmm, could have been me, could have been us. I don't know. But we also had a big rupture in our relationship early on that when I was 19, that was a very formative, like he was the first person that I had sex with, like okay. he was the first person, like, and then we had like a big thing that happened when I was 19, that was sort of, it was a big betrayal. Okay. Um, that we tried to sort of, I, we tried to come back from, and I kind of got fixated on, like, if we could just make this right, then it would make all of that betrayal, like worth it. And so gotcha. I kind of got fixated on like, we have to get married. We have to have children. We have to like, cause that's going to okay. make it all right. Um, and I think in the end, like that just bit, bit me, <laughs> but, and it bit like, it didn't, it wasn't, I don't think it was the right thing. I sh you know, we probably should have just gone our separate ways after that betrayal. So it didn't fix kind of the fix sense it. And of... I always was like, had an issue about it and sure. I didn't really get past it. Yeah. So you have, when we started out, you mentioned having two, two children. So got married, you had your first, how soon thereafter did your second come along? Five years. Um, they're five okay. years apart. Um, so now yeah. a nice spread. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I had the one so early and then, you know, I had just graduated, then he went to graduate school, then I decided that I wanted to go to graduate school. And so it kind of like time and life was happening. And I was like, well, yep. if we're going to have another one, we better do it now. <laughs> but I remember thinking at the time, like, that I wasn't sure if our relationship was going to pan out, but I didn't want to have two different baby daddies, basically. So I was okay. just like, it's better to have another kid with, with the, the father that I, you know, the person I'm already with then mm -hmm. like you know I was like by the time we break up I meet somebody else all it's gonna be like a 10-year gap so that probably should have told me something there too. <laughs> but we live and learn right yeah, and yeah. you yeah. know oftentimes we make decisions as they come not because we have any kind of a guidebook you have two kids how long I guess then after the birth of your second child did you start really thinking we really might not be going in the same direction or divorce is on the radar. Probably a couple years, like when my second child was like within a couple years. Um, Cause okay. I feel like the first, first year is like so fun with the new kid and just, they're so cute. And, but all of the parenting weight was on me. I felt like it was on me and we had, we really had a hard time with like division of labor stuff. And we, so we, I approached him about separating three years when my, when my second year, when my second child was three and I, I had tried some other stuff like asking for more help, asking for, yeah, asking for things to be different. And they just, the response was just never there. <laughs> the response that I needed was never there. I kind of thought, well, it would be better if we were just apart and then you had to have, you have to have the kids when you have <laughs> them. And then I have them when I have them. And yeah, you have to step up more. I mean, I want to just add that there, because like I said, I don't think it's just some of this is my own stuff. Like I also, like I said, he was a person that first person I'd had sex with. I had never had any other like 
I'd had other boyfriends or, you know, but I hadn't, I have kept having this question that was bothering me about like, is this it? Like, is this how it's supposed to be? I don't have anything to compare it to. Um, And I kind of raised some of those questions with him. And I think I first kind of was like, can we take a break? (laughs) And he's like, could I, I feel like you have, you know, he's about five years older than me. So I I feel like you have more like experience and you've done, you know, been in more relationships and, you know, been with more people. Like, I don't have, I don't know. Like I don't um, have, that's right. Yeah. 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 And he was just like, no, that's not how this works. And <laughs> there was just like, not, you know, so I was just like, well, then I think we, you know, we need a, and I had, I had questions about my sexuality too. Like, I just was okay. like, I didn't feel like I wasn't, I knew I wasn't straight. I didn't, it's not that I didn't like men, but I was also like, I felt like I was attracted to women, but I didn't, I had never explored it. So I just kind of was like, what do we yeah. do here? Yeah. What do I do? Yeah. And I think a lot of people find themselves in that space, right? Where it's, I don't know anyone who goes into a marriage thinking they're going to get divorced and, but there comes a time where there's a space of what do we do here? Because I'm not sure if this is working, if it's not working or to your point of, do we just take a break? Like, how does this work? And I think every relationship in some way, it works in different ways. Maybe we try to share the load. Maybe we go to therapy. Maybe we live separately for a while I think it's about kind of figuring out what's going to work for us. You have this separation. Were you in many ways, as you're going through the separation, kind of then moving towards where do I go from here? How long do we consider separating? How, how do I kind of figure this out or, or what's kind of the deciding factor of saying now it's time move really forward and that being a divorce. Yeah. I mean, we were separated for four years before we finalized it, before we actually got divorced. Um, but the separation, it wasn't like we thought it was a temporary separation. We didn't discuss it as that. I, I definitely, at the time we separated was like, yeah, well, I'm done. Like it's, I mean, we did a very quick round of counseling that was like, right. As we were separating that I understood to be helping us figure out how to separate. And he came into a pr- more so thinking like, is this really done type of thing? And we also didn't have a good, a good counselor, but um, we worked out like how we were going to have the kids and things like okay. that, how we were going to do bills. Some Like we just, it was sort of like facilitated conversations and we weren't able to talk anything really about our relationship because we just kind of kept coming back to like, oh, you all have really different values about relationships um and things that you life and like you know like these things actually don't go together is what I remember her saying but but we but there also wasn't like any urgency to do the paperwork I didn't feel urgency I wasn't like in we each did start seeing other people but it wasn't yeah like nothing was I didn't think I'd get married again I didn't think I, I didn't want to all of those things so it wasn't till four years I was in a relationship where I wanted it to go further Um, And where I was getting a lot of pushback about like not being divorced and also not like not having good boundaries in my co-parenting relationship. And so I wanted to sort of like do something to like make it more official. And we went back and like for a year, you know, he was like, I'm not signing it. And then finally he, he agreed to, and we went, went to the courthouse 
filled out the paperwork. I mean, we did it ourselves. We didn't have a lawyer or anything. Well, and it sounds like you, the two of you were able to navigate in many ways, the biggest kind of piece being the co-parenting piece. Oftentimes that's where it, things kind of break down or fall apart, but here for a period of four years, you were yeah separated and in many ways able to manage all of the nuances of what that means, you know, particularly um, as it relates to raising children. And then um, so much so that it almost sounds like the finalizing or formalizing the divorce was almost an afterthought. Yeah, that's right. Um, when you think about that process and how it really was more of a you know, we kind of worked through the separation and the divorce was just the formal kind of paperwork. Yeah. You know, how would you, I guess, then describe your divorce experience? So if somebody is thinking about the, what I'll call the diversity and divorce experiences, Mm -hmm. right. How would you kind of describe your experience? Yeah. I mean, I think the legal part is the legal part of like the divorce. And I remember saying stuff like, this is just paper, like, you know, like marriage (laughs) is just paper and divorce is just paper. Like, and it was something that at the time of our separation, I kept saying, you know, we're always going to be friends and we're always going to be family. And this is just like a legal thing and like a change in our relationship, but it doesn't mean we won't be connected. And he was very much like, that's bullshit. (laughs) Like, you know, like whatever. But I, I at some point did, I did feel that way. And, um, and I think in some way we were, we were that way for a lot of, for a long time. We, for instance, we first, it it was sort of like a, um, we transitioned, like we first would start to do, we would have dinner every Sunday night altogether, even though, you know, I would have them for a week, he would have them for a week, but that when we did the transition, instead of it being like a drop off, we'd have dinner at either person's house. Um, And I thought that that was important. I felt like the kids were young and yeah, that it was such an abrupt change for them that like they would give them some time where they knew that they would see, they would be with all, we would be all together. That lasted maybe like a year. And then it became contentious because I, we had set a time, it was six to eight. And so at eight, I was like, okay, bye. Like, (laughs) gotta go. Yeah. um, And he was just like, you're so, you always leaving, you know, like it would be like, oh, you, you know, sometimes I'd get texts during that time. And, you know, like, he'd be like, and you're answering your phone during, you're not, you know, fully present. And so it just became, oh, I'm sorry. I missed a step of like, when we actually separated, we owned a two flat. And so we were on the bot, like we were living on the first unit and we had running, running the second unit. So the initial configuration we had was like, I'm just going to move upstairs. You you stay downstairs. That way, you know, we can each, we can be close. The kids won't okay. even really feel, you know, they won't even feel like quote unquote, oh, naivete, I guess. But um, that was the first configuration that also after like maybe six months became really contentious because it was like, oh, we can see when you're coming and going. Like, yes. you know, I didn't have my kids. So I was like, I'm out. I'm out. Um, <laughs> and I hadn't had that early twenties experience that a lot of people have when they don't have children. So I was having like a whole renaissance (laughs) of like, Oh, like I can go out without kids. And yeah, I partied really for like the first six months. I felt like I had been like an 
uncaged, like a let off of a leash or something. Listen, um, you you ha- you don't have to explain, okay? Because I am counting down. My kids go away for the summer. Turn up time. It's turn up. Okay? Yeah. I say this to all moms who are. I don't ever want to be. God love you because having that moment, having that break. Yeah. Wonder a lot of things possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. And I had, we had decided, you know, we had gone over the like two, three, whatever the different options were for like, okay. you know, separate having the kids. And I remember talking to my mother-in-law at the time about it. And she was like, you should just do a full week. Cause she was just like, that's too much back and forth. Like every couple of days, like it's so many transitions for them. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was an adjustment, but I got used to it very quickly. And at first I used to call them on when it wasn't my weeks and they were like, why are you calling me? <laughs> like, they were just like, it's not your week. So it ended up start trying, starting to be like a, at least then kind of like a full week of not having to think about stuff. I mean, being able to focus on many other things and then it got yeah. to be like super mom for one week. And then, you know, a week of like, being able to focus on work or travel or having fun. But it was a schedule that worked for your family, right? Yeah. And I want to touch on one thing you mentioned about kind of the, when we were separating and we all lived in the same building, I know in many ways, things sound great originally. (laughs) And it sounds like uh, you experienced that where having this idea of close proximity, that's one thing, but correct me if I'm wrong, boundaries start to become blurred because it's the pick up and drop off or just run downstairs and grab your stuff or go. And so having clear kind of boundaries, whether that's timing or look, this is your parenting time um, can be really important as you think about schedule, but then also finding the schedule that works for the needs of of your family, which sounds in many ways, like, again, the two of you were able to work through it because during all of this time period here, you were separated, um, and the paperwork kind of came later. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I wouldn't say it was smooth, totally smooth, but it, yeah, it was probably as smooth as people is as a divorce can be. Yeah, can be. Yeah, exactly. When you think about the this process right and and the experience what do you think you learned about yourself oh gosh I think one thing that I learned is that I am atypical in the sense of like or at least at least it feels to me just from talking to other people who have gone through divorces or other breakups and that it's it's harder for me to just like shut the door and like close everything uh, I think that I think I don't know if that's because the, the because the kids were so young and they okay. required so much but I think those boundaries were, were harder to hold because because they were so young and they were so needy and they needed so many things um and it's not that they're older now they they, they still need a lot of stuff but it's different stuff it's not like lessons and constant doctor's appointments and like, right. you know, uh, soccer practice. And, you know, like there was just so much happening that it really required two people to, and partnership to, to do that. And I really struggled in any other relationship to be able to explain like, 
why I was still being so accountable to this other person. And I felt really unapologetic about it. So, I mean, that's something that I learn about myself is that I don't, yeah, I'm not a person that in general is like going to like throw somebody away or just... Just because you were divorced doesn't mean that. Like that thing about like, we're still family. We're still, you know, it's something that I did really believe for a long time and tried to make real, you know, we, we used to try to do stuff still as a, as a group, even though there was that, even though we were separated and then divorced. So it really was about recognizing for you that there are boundaries that are necessary, but at the same time, being mindful that you are forever connected with this individual because of the relationship, but you have two children together, right? And so there is a forever kind of a a connection, even if you move into a different direction, Mm -hmm. which is my way of kind of moving to the (laughs) question of Mm post-divorce, right? How would you describe kind of the post-divorce time period or transition in terms of being able to move forward romantically and timing wise for you? Yeah, I I certainly tried. <laughs> it wasn't, <laughs> I think uh, it wasn't easy for both the, the space that parenting takes up in my life and then the complicated sort of like nature of co-parenting at that time. I don't, I don't actually consider us co-parents anymore, but um, during that time I did. Um, okay. Like it was like an actual, like we were collaborating. We were like, yep. you know, having to, we, we was coming to doctor's appointments and we were, you know, like there was participation and collaboration and actual partnership. And that was hard to, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are just like, I don't, you know, like they want to be first lot. in your life. And yes. it's like, okay, not only do you have your children that are actually first, but then now you have this other person that's around <laughs> that you are accountable to, or that, you know, is going to impact decisions yes. that that has just always been a struggle and it hasn't. And it's, yeah. And then I'll just add like, well, well now both of my children have like are chronically ill, but um, one of my children up until like a couple of years ago was like the primary child that had like a lot of sort of like struggle, like health struggles <clears throat> and okay. mental health struggles in particular. And um, yeah, like it's stuff that was really hard to navigate and that I struggled to understand. So having somebody else try to understand that in general, like has been, hasn't, it's been hard to understand and hasn't I, allowed and, for kind of dating in a way that or or facilitating intimate relationships because there are you know unique considerations yeah. of welcoming someone into um, exactly. your life and and that of your children yeah um, but in that it sounds like you were very open to having a fun and being <laughs> open to moving beyond right this relationship. Yeah. Knowing that you still are a, a person Bible. with, <laughs> yeah, you know, a, 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 though you called yourself middle age, which, you know, I'm not even gonna, <laughs> you, 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 you want, you want to accept that. I don't want to take that because, on. I don't, because I'm, I, that means I'd have to <clears throat> say that about myself. I'm not ready. However, you still are, are you know, a living, thriving 
individual who has needs. And, and so being able to post divorce and post that relationship, being out there and open is always, I think, an interesting kind of space and understanding. What do you say to the woman who is listening right now, who's not sure about how to navigate whether or not divorce mm-hmm. or being separated <laughs> is where she should be headed or thinking? Yeah. I mean, I think every situation is different, honestly. Um, I will say that for me, um, one thing that I have really gained in the experience, even though it has been difficult in the ways that I mentioned, um, is more of the space to like actually learn myself and know myself and be able to do the things that that um, I remember saying actually at the time of our separation, like all I am is like somebody who goes to work and somebody who parents and that's it I don't have anything else I don't do anything else I don't have like every time I want to go do something else it's an argument because you don't want to be left with the kids you know like it just so I feel like it's given me the space to just like I've been able to travel I've been able to have hobbies I've been able to have my career has thrived because I've been able to like for many years that I mean, I want to be clear that it has, did not stay that way the entire time because when my kids got older, they made different decisions about where they wanted to be um, in terms of that one week off, one week on. But during that 10 year period that I had, <laughs> I, yeah, I was able to be, I was able to like go, gr- you know, grind in my career. I was able to like excel and see the like fruits of that labor. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. I think I, that's what I would say is like, there may be hard aspects of it, but they're also just really redeeming aspects that I think many women in particular don't get to have. I think about like my grandmother, I think about my mom, I think about, you know, there's just, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, all they got to do, I mean, not all they got to do, that's not, I mean, both my mom and my grandmother accomplished many things yeah. um my mom my grandmother was a business owner my mom you know is highly educated and you know had had a career though it wasn't probably the career that she imagined for herself because she had three kids yes. and was a single parent and you know as talented and brilliant as she is like she can never hold a job actually because somebody was it was like somebody yes. gets sick all three of us are sick you know every you know the whole thing that we're you know the work day is not compatible with the school day and just like That's not right. having you know really a lot of support around that so um yeah I think for for many years I felt like this really made it possible for me to be a whole person thank you for sharing your story <laughs> thank you you know for giving us some insight into differing experiences and your journey and and process. And so we appreciate you because I know that it certainly will help someone else, you know, as they process through this time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. Remember, though you may be going through a difficult time, you're grown and you got this. Please be sure to tell your girlfriends about us. Follow us on Instagram at Grown Girl Divorce and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any new conversations. The conversations on this podcast are for informational purposes only 
and are not intended to substitute working directly with a lawyer. These episodes are not to be used as a basis to support or defend any legal action and transcripts or recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner.